Something that the Lord dealt with me just a moment ago while we was in the altar area, the Lord began to deal with me and he said, there are some of you that feel like your deliverance is unattainable. And he said, you feel like that the mountain is too high, that you cannot reach the place that you have a word from the Lord, but you look at your present circumstance and you, you dictate where you can go based on what you see now. But the Lord would have me tell you here this morning that, your, that the place God has for you and your deliverance is not unattainable. He said, it's not unattainable. He said, it is actually in the atmosphere right now. So what, what has happened is that when you came in those doors this morning, you thought you could not get and you thought you could not achieve. So God said, I let the praises of my people go forth. And he said, when I stir my heart of my people to praise me, I bring that into the present what you think could only happen in the future. Uh, yeah. He said, when you begin to praise me, that's what a miracle is, ladies and gentlemen. A miracle brings that which normally would take 10 years, and it brings it into your now. Uh, yeah. And so the Lord's instructed me to tell some of you that think you cannot get delivered, that you think you cannot make it, that you think you cannot achieve, that you think you cannot get the breakthrough. God said, I brought this environment into this service so you can lay hands and lay a hold of the deliverance that you desire. And I say in the name of Jesus, go ahead and get it right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You got to reach up and pull it into your bosom. You got to reach up and pull it onto yourself. Say, that's mine. I, that's mine. That's mine. That's my peace. That's the breakthrough in my mind. If you're waiting on some weird feeling, you can forget it. I'm telling you right now, sometimes you have to just, I said it last week, you gotta call the things that are not as though they already are. This ain't some hope so that we're talking about here. Faith is not hope. Faith is a knowing. Hope is like, I'd like to have it happen, but, you know, I hope it happens. Well, we're not operating on hope today. We're operating by faith. By faith. You know, we got people in this building right now that a year ago, we got people in this building right now a year ago, they, they didn't even have, they, they didn't even, they, they were asking God for houses they didn't build and, 
you know, we got people in this building right now. God blessed them with homes and has blessed them with cars. And I tell you right now, when they were when they were getting that list down and they were writing out what God wanted them to have, I guarantee you they didn't see it immediately. But the more they prayed it through and the more they praised it through, sometimes you got to stop praying it through and start praising it through. Praise will push it on through. I wish I had somebody that needed a real miracle in this building to praise it on through. Just praise it on through. Just praise it on through. Praise it on through. Praise it on through. When you feel that resistance as an indicator, you're in the right place. Push it through, through the praise. I was in a service, I was in a service last year, somebody about this time, I was in a service about this time last year, and there was this woman there in the service, and I had no idea, but the Lord moved upon us, and we prayed for this precious woman, and I had no clue, I didn't know until Friday night that this had happened, but she had, she said that she was being sued for a half a million dollars and had a lawsuit for half a million dollars against her. And, uh, you know, not very many people got a half a million dollars just laying around. So here you go, take it. Free money, praise the Lord. And she said that we was in that service and she said we prayed I had no clue, and so it has nothing to do with me. But we prayed, and God began to, God moved on that thing. And when God got done, the, the judge in the case dismissed the case without prejudice. I'm telling you that you are in the court of the king of kings. And I'm telling you God will dismiss some cases in this building right now. I'm wondering if there's the kind of praise you can give up to God that will cause him to dismiss the case on your behalf. Hallelujah. As sure as we're standing here right this minute, as sure as we're standing here right this second, God has picked up and has opened his mouth and has made a royal decree on the behalf of you people in this church. Now, I've been working with the Lord. The Lord dealt with me some time ago 
about, the Lord dealt with me some time ago, sir, about releasing the, the ingredients of a holy ambush. I thought, I never even heard of such a thing, but the Lord began to deal with me about the, re the, the ingredients of a holy ambush. And one of the things that he said you've got to do, he said in order to, because the Bible said that Jehoshaphat came up against a people that he could not defeat. He could not defeat them. But my brothers and sisters, the Bible said that once he had heard the word of a prophet, once he had heard the word of a prophet, he did what the prophet instructed. And when he did, the Bible, the prophet told him, do not get into battles that don't belong to you. If they do not belong to me, I'm not getting involved in it. If the battle is not mine, it's either yours or it's God's. And since it ain't mine, it's God's. Woo! Oh, there's a holy ambush about ready to happen for somebody. Y'all feel that? I'm telling you, I feel the victory of the Lord in here. Since the battle is not mine, I'm not going to get in battles that don't belong to me. So that's one of the ingredients. The prophet said, you shall not need to fight in this battle. He said, because the battle is not yours. The battle is not yours. So why would I get my emotions tied up into something that doesn't belong to me? I have chosen to give my energies to something. I have chosen to give my energies to something. And my brothers and sisters, I have chosen to give my energies to praise. And because I'm giving my energies to praise, a holy ambush is on the way. I'm prophesying to somebody right now in this building that if you will yield your energies not to a battle that does not belong to you, but if it belongs to God, let God go to war on it. Mm. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, it don't belong to you. It don't belong to you. It don't belong to you. Look at him and tell him it don't belong to you. That battle is not yours. It don't belong to you. Look at him and say, I loose you in the name of Jesus from every battle that don't belong to you. I command you in the name of Jesus. Get out of the battle that don't belong to you. Get out of the battle that don't belong to you. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the victory of the Lord in here again. Yeah. 
He said, the first thing you've got to do to have a holy ambush, uh, I didn't come to preach this, but this is okay. I'm right here where I belong. He said, the first thing you got to do, my brother, is, he said, you've got to gather the people. He said, the people have got to get together. There's got to be unity. That's the first ingredient of a holy ambush. Then he said, you've got to proclaim a fast. Proclaim a fast among the people. I had a friend of mine that had a man that was trying to sue his church for $95,000. He called me on the phone and he said, I need a word from God. I said, the Holy Ghost told me to tell you to command the people to appear before him for 72 hours. And then we shall see what will become of this man's lawsuit. I said, because God, the courts of men has had their say, but God hadn't had his. And so they were smart enough to come before God together. They didn't say, well, one will fast Monday and the other one Tuesday. No, they all fasted together at the same time on the same day. Because when Haman is building the gallows, somebody's got to bring it down. And so the, the, the first thing is the people came together. Number two, they proclaimed a fast. But number three is one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites, my brother. Number three is that they, that Jehoshaphat reminded God of the eternal record. Uh, Jehoshaphat reminded God, this is still your people. These are still your people. I don't think you heard what I just said. The devil's convinced some of you he's going to take you out and you're going to, you're, you're going to just be stuck in that dilemma you're in for the rest of your life. But I would like for somebody to hear me today. It's time to remind God of the eternal record. And when Jehoshaphat said to the Lord, he said, remember your friend Abraham. And when he said to the Lord, remember your friend Abraham, the prosecution knew their case was getting ready to be dismissed. <laughs> this is so epic. I can't believe it. It's, it's so awesome. Because I like it. I like it, ma'am. I like warfare. But I, I, I honestly wish there was like a nuclear button you could push in the spirit. Because I'd be pushing it every time I got a chance. I'd like to turn the devil's cause into a parking lot. Yeah, I, I, I know some of us, well, some folks, they like scrimmages and they like to, you know, just get the little, just little, you know, pop guns out every once in a while and just see, well, you know, can we just, you know, you know, win some and lose some. But I'm not that kind of a person. Amen. 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 
please forgive me. I sometimes uh, I'm a little too nationalistic for my own good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I thought to myself, I thought to myself, these folks would not want me in charge. Because the first time you hit one of our embassies, no, no, I'm, no, I'm not making a political statement here, but I, I'm going to tell you something. This is why we have to deal with, uh, we, why we consistently have to fight the same enemy all the time. You consistently have to fight the same enemy all the time because once you got him down, you don't take the head off. Now, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now, so I'm, I, I'm just going to tell you right now. We, we, we ain't got time for to be, see, we ain't got time to be looking behind our backs. We don't have time to be looking over our shoulders. Saying, well, I wonder, you know, if they're ever going to come back. No, no, we're not going to have to worry about my past coming back into my present. Well, hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell him, if you'll fix it the first time, it won't come back the second. Hallelujah. Look at him and tell him, if you'll fix it the first time, it won't come back the second time. If you take its head off right now, you won't have to deal with it later. If you take care and cut the head off that greed right now, you won't have to worry about it the next time God tells you, open your hand to me. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, oh. If you'll take care of that right now and cut its head off right now, you know what David was saying? I'm not going to have to deal with this Goliath tomorrow. I'm going to take care of this giant right now. Some of you can handle that temptation right this minute if you take and cut the head off that thing right here in this service. Oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, yes. I said, I said, you can cut the head off of it right now. You won't have to just cut the head off that temptation right now. Don't just knock it down and say, I'm happy to get it knocked down. No, go over there and pull the, and use his own weaponry against him. Cut the head off of that thing and say, I'm not going to have to deal with you tomorrow. Turn it into a parking lot. My God. Some of you have been battling the same thing for years and years and years and years. And every time you try to get a breakthrough in God, something else, it pops its head up again. And not only are you fighting the devil of the present, you're fighting the devil of the past. Oh God, I got to go. I, 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 is this okay? I hope I'm not out of line. But I'm going to tell you right now, we have such a, we have such a future, ma'am. We have such great things that God has got planned and God is going to execute. But God said, I'm tired of watching my people deal with stuff from their yesterdays. 
I'm tired of seeing them deal with stuff from their yesterdays. They, they can't enjoy the present and they can't walk into their future because they got the devil from the past keeps showing up. We need a holy ambush. We need a holy ambush. I said, I need a holy ambush. So the third thing he was, is he, does anybody else need a holy ambush in this house? I'm trying to, some of y'all have already gone to Denny's. I'm trying to help some of y'all right now. Don't go, don't check out and go to the Waffle House yet. I want you to hear what I'm fixing to tell you. There is a holy ambush in this house. And if you'll tap into what I'm saying here in the Holy Ghost, you will have a holy ambush in your house and you'll find that the angels of God have gone to war on your behalf. Maybe it's time for somebody to get so desperate and say, not even the goldfish is going to eat in this house until we have a holy ambushment. Fido ain't going to eat until we have a breakthrough in this house. You know, that's what, you know, that's what the king of Nineveh did. When Jonah come down there, he said, I'm telling you right now. Now, this is the Bobby Wade version. This is the white space between the black letters. He said, not even the goldfish are going to eat up in this mug until we get the mercy of God to turn on our favor. The dog, the cats, the, the geckos, the bearded dragons... Hope none of y'all ain't got no snakes up in your house. If you do, the Lord will deliver you of that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Spiders. I'm like, if you're that bored, you need some help. Praise the Lord. What's wrong with a German shepherd? Gotta get a tarantula. Tarantulas, you know, but I don't like spiders of any kind. I'll go straight nuclear. If I see one, the whole house is going to burn down. Hallelujah. Whole house is going to burn down. If I see one spider, that's it. Praise the Lord. Some of y'all know. We got to have a holy ambushment. So the third thing he was, he invited, he, in, he reminded God of the eternal record. Number four, number four, receive the word of a prophet. Number five, number five, don't get in battles that don't belong to you. But number six, ladies and gentlemen, is the final ingredient to a holy ambushment. And that is the release of radical praise. No, I didn't say some patty cake. I said a release of radical praise. 
When you release a radical praise, God releases an ambushment against that thing that's trying to kill you. Third point, you shall not need to fight in this battle because the battle is not yours. One more time, I wish somebody would give God a radical praise in this house right now. A radical praise, a radical praise, a radical praise. Well, some of you ain't given radical praise yet. Now, let me give you the definition of radical praise. It's a praise that you don't care who's standing next to you. You don't care who's looking at you. You don't care who rolls their eyes. You don't care how loud the music is. You don't care about none of that. I need a holy ambushment. A holy ambushment, a holy ambush. See, the decree was released at the third step. The decree was released at the third step. But the execution of the decree was not released until radical praise. Because when he reminded God of the eternal record, God had the court stenographer go over there and pull the record. So you know what? He ain't lying about this friend Abraham thing. See, that's what God, that's what Abraham did to God. God said, he told God, he said, no, now God, are you going to destroy the righteous with the wicked? God's like, maybe we ought to hold up for a second and see what's going on here. And after God got done deliberating with Abraham, God said, okay, now I can do what I want to do. Is this on? I'm looking at some of y'all. Some of y'all think, some of y'all are like, oh my God, what in the world? Holy ambush and nuclear and I'm telling you, I'm ready for God to wreck some stuff. <laughs> Dr. Rogers, I'm, I'm ready for God to show and throw his weight around. And, and I'd like to see God wreck a couple of Egypts and turn over some deserts. And okay. 
I'm not talking about literal Egypt. I'm talking about, I, I'm not, well, I don't mind you quote me, but don't misquote me. I'm not talking about literal Egypt. I, I'm talking about, I, I'd like to see God dethrone some systems of the world. Are you hearing me back there in Radio Land? I'd like, I, I, do you ever just get up one day and say, God, I know you got more power than this. I, you ever get up and say that? I, I'm... You, you ever get to the place where you just stand there and say, you know, God, I'd like to see you do something. Okay, well, I, I know some of y'all probably don't think that way, but I do. I'm like, you know, God, it's about time for you to do something. It's about time for you to have your say. I had a friend of mine called me. He said, he said, Bobby, these people wrote me a threatening letter. He told me that they was going to do this to me and do that to me and all that. I said, well, there was a cat in the Bible that had that happen to him. His name was Hezekiah. And he took that letter and brought it down there before the Lord and said, you know, God, I'd like for you to read this mail. Okay. See, I'm going to tell you all right now, our God is not some philosophical think tank. Oh, my. Our God's not some philosophical think tank that just sits there and just, you know, he, he operates at the whims of people's hurts feelings. He, he said, I'm a consuming fire. God's going to be God whether your feelings get hurt or not. Well, oh God, help me somebody. I said, God's going to be God whether your feelings get hurt or not. He's going to have the victory whether nobody likes it or not. And you can't vote him out, and you can't put him out, and you can't. My God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. And he went down there and spread that letter out before the Lord and said, this is yours. You see what they're saying about your people? And God went down there and looked at it and said, hmm, they came in one way, but they shall leave seven. They said they're going to do what? Let's just see. And God sent one angel down there. One. And wiped out 185,000 people. You ain't hearing me yet. One angel. I'm talking about the release of a holy ambush in this house. One angel wiped out 185,000. And ma'am, if God would do that for Hezekiah, what would he do for you?
We ain't up here asking God to kill a bunch of people. We up here just asking God to get some stuff out the way. I'm feeling just a little resistance right now. I'm feeling just a tad bit resistance right now. You know why? Because we want everybody to go along and get along and all drink hot chocolate and roast marshmallows together and all that. And I'm all about that. I, I, I want everybody to get along. But at the end of the day, if something gets in the way, God's got to move it out the way. That battle is not mine. It's God's. And it's been tormenting me too long. Somebody's got to get upset enough about it and say, God, that's been bothering my family too long. Come on, somebody. Are you tired of that thing battling your family? Oh, God, help me. I don't know, after about three or four generations of perversion, and three or four generations of divorce, and three or four generations of alcoholism, somebody's gotta stand up and say enough is enough. We got to have a holy ambushment in this family. Well, somebody's got to get aggravated enough about it right now. After about enough, of, after about three or four generations of that in the Smith family, somebody's got to stand up in the Smith family and say, God, it's time to turn it around. What's all this mess going on in my family? What's all this junk going on with my kids? Somebody's got to stand up and say, I need a holy ambushment. What's this going on in the Johnson family? What's this stuff going on in the Smith family? What's this going on? And it don't get any better. It gets worse. From one generation to the next, it gets worse. It progresses worse and worse and worse until somebody's got to stand up. Ah, until somebody's got to stand up and put their foot down and say, you've done enough in this family. Oh, is somebody irritated about it yet? Is somebody upset about what's been going on in your house yet? Come on, lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Oh. Come on, there's going to be a war tongue getting ready to get loose in this house. There is absolute, if you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I want you to open your mouth and begin to, and begin to cry out and let a warfare come out of your spirit. What's this anger going on in the Wade family? I 
curse it now in the name of Jesus. We're not going to murder one another. We're not going to let murder enter in our hearts. What's this adultery going on in our family line? I curse it right now in the name of Jesus. I bring it down in the name of Jesus. What's this perversion that's been going on? It ain't going to go on no more. No more. We're bringing it down in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. You know it's been going on in your family. You got to go to war against it right now. Well, I just can't do nothing about it. You can do something about it, and we are doing something about it. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. And I know it's, uh, well, how much time do I got? It's, it's 1025. I, I don't want to keep you, I don't want to go past the time. But we're in the vein of the Holy Ghost right here. We got a family in our church. We got a family in our church that several years ago, several years ago, a man took and put a 22 pistol went into his his closet got a 22 pistol and stuck it in his mouth and pulled the trigger he was in the church and he fell back and when they came and got him he had stacks and stacks of preaching tapes. When they came and got him out of that house, his body was slumped over the very preaching that could have saved him. He took that 22 pistol and killed himself. But are y'all still with me? And then, but he didn't just pull the trigger on his life. He opened the door to a spirit. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I, I got to go. I, I, I know people don't think that's real, but I, I really don't care. I, I'm sorry. I, they op he opened the door to something, and now his kids have fought that same spirit. And it wasn't too long ago that his own mother put the gun to her head and killed herself. Uh, Y'all hear me? It wasn't too long ago that I heard about some some woman some some woman took and was uh, I, I mean apostolic took and her got was getting out there and talking about how she was uh, you know she got healed of whatever and uh, all this stuff and I'm gonna tell you right now you entertain something long enough it'll come and camp out at your doorstep. That's why I'm real angry right now. Not at people, I'm just angry. I, I'm mad, I'm ready to go nuclear on the enemy. If this don't irritate you, something's wrong with you. If this don't, if the stuff that's been messing with your family don't irritate you and, and get you stirred up, there's something wrong with you. You, you. you got something wrong. There's a circuit broke somewhere. This woman started writing a book, started, wrote this book about how she 
overcome whatever. She wrote this book, and then it wasn't long. She put out a video and starts sitting out there talking about the only thing her dad gave her was his depression. On her 10-year-old birthday, he killed himself. Well, okay. It's quiet, but I know where I'm at. On her 10-year-old, on her, on, on her 10-year-old birthday, her dad killed herself, killed himself. And then she puts out, she puts out a video on how the only thing her dad ever gave her was his depression, and his mental illness, and come time for her 10-year-old's birthday, and she Hello. And she allegedly takes her own life. And, and it's because somebody didn't know how to shut the door. It's because somebody didn't get up in that house and tell that lying spirit, you ain't taking my future. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm... I know this is heavy for a nine o'clock service, but I'm telling you right now, there is an enemy that wants to rob you of your future. There's an enemy that wants to rob you of your tomorrows. to rob you of your tomorrows and it's going to keep robbing you until you stand up in your house and you stop letting that lying devil lie to you and talk to you about you ain't got nothing to live for and you ain't got no future and nobody loves you and nobody cares about you. I came to give you a news flash from heaven. That devil is a liar. You have so much love. You have so much that God gave you at you're not going to die before your time. You're not going to kill yourself. Somebody ought to throw your hands up in the air and pray in the Holy Ghost with all the militant power you can. I feel like God's come to cancel some assignments here. This church is at the doorstep of victory right now. We got our feet in the victory right now. And we're not going to let nothing from our yesterdays hinder our todays and our tomorrows. Somebody's had a lying spirit lie to them and tell them they're worthless and they're no good and they don't have a future and they're, they're, that they're at the end so they might as well end it. That devil is a liar. I've come to tell you right now, you've got so much future that the devil's literally quaking in his boots about it. Earlier in this service, earlier in the service, I saw the enemy trying to put the spare on that young girl right over there, and the enemy's not going to do it. His, his assignment's been canceled. Some of y'all looking at me weird like I, I've, I've come from planet Mars. I'm telling you, some of you don't have the answer for what's going on in your house. Had God come down here to give you the answer. There's people in this room, you've been dealing with despair and you've been dealing with all kinds of hopelessness. Ma'am, I'm going to tell you something. When you feel hopelessness, that's not God. Now watch, that's not God. Somebody's like, well, duh. No, I'm going to help you out with something. That's not God. When you feel hopeless and you feel all this hopelessness come to you, 
you can know immediately that's the devil. And let me tell you how I know it's the devil. Because that's what he feels every day. No, I don't think you hear what I just said. The devil feels hopelessness every day. Because you know why he feels hopelessness? Because, sir, he was in the presence of the Almighty God. He was the cherub that covered. He was exposed to the glory of God every day. And he got kicked out of that heavenly portal. Ah. And he knows there is no way for him to ever get in the presence of God again like that. And he feels hopelessness every day. So you know what he wants you to do? He wants you to feel the same thing he feels. But you know what you ought to do? You ought to tell that lying spirit, I'm not hopeless because I got the ability to turn around and I can go back to the presence of God anytime I get ready. Hopelessness. Hopelessness. And in just a few moments, the gifts of healing are going to go through this building. In just a few moments, the gifts of healing are going to go through this building. And hopelessness that some of you have been wrestling with is going to come off and leave. The zeal of the Lord shall perform it. Look at your neighbor and tell him you're not flawed. Look at him. No, look at him right in their face and say, you're, you're not flawed. The devil has lied to you and made you believe that you're flawed and that you have no redeemable qualities. No, but look at him and say, God thinks you're worth a whole lot. Go ahead, look at him and say, God thinks you matter a whole lot. That he would bring his presence into this service. And he would bring you into this service. And he would allow you to live long enough to get in this service. He must care about you a whole lot. Don't you let that devil lie to you. Look at him again and say, God cares about you a whole lot. He cares about you. He cares about you. He cares about you. Look at him and tell him, God wants you to make it. God wants you to make it. God wants you to make it. God wants you to be an overcomer. God wants you to have victory. No, look at him again and testify to him and say, God wants you to make it. And look at him and say, you're going to make it in the name of Jesus. You have so much value. 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 You're not irredeemable. You have so much value. God values you so much. You have so much value. You have so much. You have so much value. You have so much value. God values you so, 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 so.